Hello and welcome back to this podcast, which is episode 7, part 2. And as you'll recall from the previous episode, I spent some time explaining the origins of narcissism and narcissistic behaviours. The context in which I framed this was to do with those relationships which we regard as abusive. And in this podcast, I'm going to examine the ways in which it's possible to redress the power balance in the relationship help you to no longer accept these behaviours and repair the damages that your experiences have caused you. I should say that in the last podcast, one of the things I omitted to say was that as much as we use the word narcissist as an accusation, that person is a narcissist, etc. What we have to remember is that this is uh, an expression of a personality type, which the individual has no real control over unless of course for some reason they decide that they need to investigate and change and perhaps use uh, a therapeutic approach known as dialectical behavior therapy or mentalization based therapy so being in a relationship with someone like that without the necessary therapeutic skills is always going to be very hard. Now, first off, I'd like you either now or at some point later, find yourself a pen and paper. And when you have, please do as follows. You can pause the audio now if you wish. I'd like you to draw a square and then divide it in half, by which just place a line through the halfway point in your square. Place your name in one half and the name of the other person in the other half. Now think of the square as the relationship or the boundary which contains you both. And the dividing line represents the spaces you both occupy within the relationship. And in principle, this represents a 50-50. Now in practical terms, 50-50 looks like a shared sense of connection, respect and kindness, gratitude and consideration, compromise and fairness. It also represents that you and the other person hold each other in mind. This means that you have an internal, sustaining sense of the other person, even when you are not with them. Now, the quality of that holding in mind, however, will depend to some large extent on the provision of those things I've just mentioned. And these things constitute a 50-50 relationship. And such relationships require work and attention and tend to become very fragile if there is acrimony, criticism, neglect, avoidance, demoralising and demeaning behaviours, verbal attacks, and of course physical ones too, emotional manipulation, absence of care, unrealistic demands, self-grandiosity, and the absence of taking responsibility when one person has hurt the other. Lack of reparation or putting things right and holding the other person responsible when things go wrong. Now, these are all common features in the narcissistic relationship, and it's quite a list. Now, look at the square again, having thought about to what extent your relationship is more heavily heavily weighted to 50-50 or otherwise, and move the line to where it feels like it currently is, rather than where it should be. This then reflects how much space you have in the relationship, 
and how much space the other person takes up. If the line hasn't moved, that's good. If it has, keep listening. Those who are victims in abusive relationships very often feel like they exist inside a box, and this has been both sized and designed by the abuser or narcissist. Such boxes tend to be the smaller of the two, and quite often victims will be held there by the narcissist's behaviour. Sometimes, and I've heard this said recently, they will even say things like, get, get back in your box, or at the very least, regard you as if you didn't have or deserve the personal agency and choice that you really do, because were that the case, their box would be smaller. Now, if you want, you can draw a family box, which includes your children, if you have them. In these, though, rather than drawing a line, we put a percentage number that represents the level of quality or influence of power that you and your children experience. A simple way to do this is to think that if there are two children, two adults, then 25% each for all family members. Of course, children don't have the same active or real power by virtue of the fact that the realistic boundaries for children are the responsibility of the adults. And that's about determining the amount of space a child can occupy. Too little is stifling, restrictive. Too much, unbounded and insecure. So if you think about this and put a percentage that represents how you feel the children experience their sense of influence and power, etc., as you see from their behaviours, it will give you a sense of where the power lies, where the balances and the imbalances really are. This, of course, is highly subjective, and that's okay, because what we're talking about is what we experience, what we think might not be the same. So we have the difference between felt sense, which is very influential and will impact upon mood, attitude and behaviours. And we have thought sense. Thought sense, in a way, is how things should be, how they are supposed to be. But in fact, the experience of how they really are may be at great odds with the thought sense. And this applies to all members of the family. And so what that means is that people will experience their positions within the family differently. Now, when that experience is disproportionately low or disproportionately high, it's going to inevitably affect the uh, ways in which relationships work. And this is where the balances and imbalances really come into their own. Many people in relationships such as these, even if they finally leave or divorce the other person, still feel and fear that the other person will have control over them, particularly where the children are concerned. And sometimes children will be used as a vehicle to continue the abuse, undermining the other parent, contradicting them, openly criticising them and being oppositional towards them. And this is a well-researched feature of abusive relationships where children are used in this way. Now, here's a simple principle. No one can take your power away from you and no one has the right to put you in a smaller box than themselves. No one has the right to demean you or treat you disrespectfully. And when these things happen, actually it's about them, not you. 
But what tends to happen, though, is that such behaviours are allowed to be repeated over time and not confronted. And so the pattern within the relationship becomes normalised and the box remains small. So in a sense, it is not so much that someone is taking your power and autonomy away from you, although it may look and feel like that. The truth is you're giving it away by not taking it back. A bit later on, I'll talk about some of the simple ways you can do that. And I've called these the five rules. Another analogy I like to use is that of chess. When we play chess, we try and anticipate which moves to make, which moves the other person will make, and our goal is to survive and win. Well, as a pastime, that's absolutely fine. After all, it's only a game. In a relationship, however, it is completely wrong, particularly when the other party is trying to control all of the pieces. What happens, though, is that we end up playing the game without knowing, and if we complain, we're likely to be shut down. Narcissists take, and so will many other people if you let them. They will not reciprocate and appreciate your efforts, or consider that you may have needs as well. It's an entirely different level of being taken for granted. In 50-50 relationships, there are times when one, one of the parties, for whatever reason, is unable to be as attentive or as consistent as they would normally be. And this may be due to a variety of ordinary factors, such as stress, illness, and a whole host of other things. In 50-50 relationships, these things are accommodated because they're temporary. In the kinds of relationships that I'm talking about, there is no accommodation or reciprocity and there's no empathy or recognition of and for the needs of the individual who may very well be struggling. And we know that will never change. I've heard some pretty horrible accounts of people who've been in very dire physical positions, emotional positions that are really hard for them to manage and the other person essentially tells them to get on with it. So let's think about the effects of this behaviour on the recipient. As I've said previously, people who find themselves in these kinds of relationships very often have a background where similar things have happened before. They may have been in positions where the pleasing of others and the desire for acceptance has been very difficult to accomplish and has been compromised. So often in families where the unrealistic expectations and the demands upon the child result in a sense of self-worth which is conditioned by the need for it to be affirmed by others. So essentially, I consider my worth as being something which only the other person can confirm. Now this is due to the fact that the child has never been able to develop a robust sense of themselves as acceptable for essentially just being acceptable for who they really are. Instead, they have grown up in environments where they simply cannot get it right in the eyes of the power-holding parents, despite their very best efforts. And this is because the goalposts keep being moved and the bar being repeatedly raised. Sometimes it's to do with the parents' inability to contain and manage their own emotional states. And this takes up an awful lot of space. And again, we come back to boxes because it leaves very little room for the child. So they occupy a smaller space. As such, children grow 
then particularly where there is back a background of criticism their capacity to form trusting relationships is inevitably compromised and they will either consciously anticipate that relationships will go wrong because that's what they think they make happen and also unconsciously find themselves reacting to innocent behaviors in others that make them feel criticized or judged it's as if the action in the present activates the unhealed wounds of the past and the expression in the present is unconsciously fueled by the emotional distress that was originally caused sadly within the victim's psychological profile is a self-sabotaging belief system which is unconscious and based upon a profound lack of trust now paradoxically victims will desperately seek an affirmation of their lovableness and worth and that they are emotionally and otherwise safe yet even when such behaviors are evident and they're being expressed to them the distorted belief system that the contrary is true will become activated and this isn't a conscious mechanism but is evident through their behaviors in a sense they unconsciously test the legitimacy of the other's behavior and if this happens frequently the outcome may very well be that the other person gives up accordingly they will walk away feeling confused many of the survivors i've worked with report that on reflection despite the patience and kindness of friends and sometimes new relationship it triggers in them the old belief that good things can never last and every time a friendship or relationship breaks down the belief is both proved and reinforced the earlier damage that has been sustained can sometimes contaminate future relationships this is a very sad and self-fulfilling and self-sabotaging internal psychological system emotional wounds do not automatically heal and if they remain unattended to emotional scar tissue develops and is easily inflamed sometimes by the lightest touch some people might say well that was a long time ago and i or they should be over it by now well if it were so simple then that would be the case and those people really would be in a much better place altogether after all who wants to be carrying the burden of past distress and have it constantly touched i talk about a light touch which might activate such feelings i'm talking about things that are not intended to be hurtful narcissists do not possess a light touch they may very well claim that they do not feel about the victim as the victim believes sometimes overcompensating with seemingly compassionate and caring behavior sometimes they're even reasonable or at least appear so now sadly this will be the prelude to another attack and the cyclical pattern is a hallmark feature of the narcissist now i want to talk about how to reclaim your space your self-esteem your sense of equality without having to fight for it or justify it or hopelessly trying to prove yourself so here are five everyday rules to incorporate into your role. number one you are not worth any more than anyone else and the narcissist despite their claims to the contrary is certainly not worth more than you this is ideologically and morally unsound it makes no sense at all although your felt sense may experience otherwise but your thought sense will know this to be true act on your thought sense 
Rule number two. You cannot reason with a narcissist. That's a bit like trying to question a conspiracy theorist on the evidence for their assertions. At the point that you see the unreasonable response being displayed, you simply have to say, that's unreasonable and I'm not discussing it with you. And if needs be, walk away. And the narcissist may very well try and pull you back in because they know where the emotional hooks are and they'll pull them. And many people find themselves trying to explain and justify. By that time, it's too late and you've just walked back into the game. And so you say, alongside being unreasonable, you are now being abusive. Uh, They don't like that very much. They may even try and get you to discuss it, prove it, and express outrage at the suggestion that you have made this claim. But frankly, it's just a noise only a noise. All you have to do is say again, that's unreasonable and I'm not discussing it with you. Narcissists, like most people, learn by experience. Think Pavlov's dogs. And if they experience that you're no longer playing the game, they lose the control and you maintain yours. And remember, noise is just noise. Rule number four, leopards and spots. Remind yourself frequently that this person will not change and you cannot change them. People only change when they are motivated by a good reason so to do. And the narcissist will always say that the other person has to change because there is something fundamentally wrong with them. Rule number five. Remind yourself, I deserve better than this and I don't think I'll get it from this person. The evidence will support that. Use your thought sense to remind yourself how you would view someone describing a similar situation and treatment to yours. Imagine that this person might be your son or daughter, a brother or sister, or a good friend who you really care about. At the very least, this thought sense may well balance out the felt sense. Remind yourself of this too. Your life right now is not a dress rehearsal, it really is the main event. I know that's a cliche, but it just happens to be true. You can take control of yourself, disallowing others to do that. You do not have to be aggressive or confrontational, although that doesn't hurt from time to time. You simply need to assert that which is right. And if you have them, think of your children. What are they learning about how relationships work? Practice this each day and watch out for those times when you find yourself pleasing others, when you feel wounded and criticised by others. Ask yourself, what has been touched in me? Now, when that happens, remind yourself of the principle of that was then and this is now. And whilst the old feelings may be very powerful in the present, they are feelings and simply need to be noted. Thank you for listening and I sincerely hope that this will be of help to you and please keep practicing the five rules. The next two podcasts are going to be concerned with anxiety and depression and I'll be looking at what these conditions really tell us, how they are formed, the numerous treatments and how both in children 
and in adults such things need to be attended to and understood.